This is the Make It Happen podcast, a show for all you big-hearted creatives who are ready to make things happen in your work and your life on your own terms, in your own way, and by your own rules. I'm your host, Jen Carrington, a creative coach based in England, and you are listening to the second episode of Season 3. So for today's interview, I invited onto the show someone who I've been pretty much internet stalking for many months now. Holly Booth is a product photographer and stylist based in the UK and I have loved her work from the minute I first set eyes on it. Her Instagram is one of my favourite feeds. It's the perfect blend of lifestyle shots that feel aspirational and attainable and I just love seeing cute photos of her pets too. In today's episode, we dig into the nitty gritty of how she makes things happen on her own terms in her business and I had an absolute blast recording with Holly so I hope you enjoy this one too. Let's jump on in. Hello, Holly. Welcome to the show. Hi. I am so excited to have you here today. Also because I said to you when we started recording another Northern accent, which makes me very happy. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's a nice, friendly, nice yeah. Yorkshire accent. <laughs> well, it's people always, all my like American like clients and friends always tell me that they like, like my accent's really nice. And I'm like, if you came to England, my accent's like the worst. Like, my Union <laughs> accent is like the least desirable accent ever. And then with Yorkshire, it just reminds me of Emmerdale, which just isn't as strong as Emmerdale usually. Yeah, that's true. See, I don't feel like I have an accent. I don't feel like a Derbyshire is a really strong thing, but maybe it is to other people. It's. I can tell you're Northern, but okay. you sound a lot less, like you sound a lot more put together than I <laughs> That's good. Okay. <laughs> so for anyone listening who is wondering who you are, do you want to share a little bit with us, like who you are, what you do, and a little bit of your journey and story so far? Yeah, sure. So my name's Holly, as you've already said. Um, so I am a product photographer um, based in the UK. Um, and my business is, will be six years old this September. Um, and so, yeah, I specialize in shooting kind of with like independent makers, designers and shops uh, to produce images for their kind of online shops for not on the high street, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so I set my business up when I was at uni in my last year and I graduated and kind of went straight into it, kind of. Um, and that's all I've done since, really. That is awesome. I remember, do you remember on Twitter a while back and mm-hmm. there was a girl who was like stressing out about graduating and starting yeah. a business and we both tweeted her yes. to be like, move back home. <laughs> yeah. Don't spend any money, just like build your business, suck it up, you can do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> From experience. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't know your business was, I mean, it's obvious that you've been in business for a long time, but six years, that's that's a really long time. It's crazy, isn't it? It is really crazy. Um, yeah, it's just, it feels a bit odd. I didn't, I've not done product photography since the beginning, so I guess that to me makes my business feel a little bit younger than it is. Um, but yeah, six years, it's a bit mental. What did you do in the beginning? <laughs> Fashion and portraits. Oh, uh, so that's so, that's so different. Uh, yeah, so that's what I did at uni, and I've done weddings in the past, which I refuse to do now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to do fashion and portrait stuff, and I did really enjoy it, but there just wasn't the work, and it's a lot of stress and like working with big teams, which I do a little bit every now and again now, but not on the same scale that I was. Um, it just wasn't really working, which is fine because I've kind of found what I do really enjoy. Um, but yeah, quite different because now it's just me and products rather than me and a huge team of people, which is a bit different really. <laughs> do you like it though? Are you, like an, are you an introvert or an extrovert? Uh, 
yeah probably an introvert to be fair I'm quite I'm very quiet and quite shy <laughs> I think I'm not as shy as I used to be um but yeah I do I don't mind being on my own I'm an only child so maybe that's part of it oh that is interesting used to it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so in seasons past it's just been kind of like lots of like lots of lots of the different questions but for this season of the show I really want to dig into people who I've seen online like yourself who run a really cool businesses but b seem to really enjoy their business and and their life just like loads of questions about how you actually make things happen so I think to jump in so people can get a clear picture of like what you're making happen like what does a typical workload look like for you each week (laughs) uh so usually I'm in the studio Monday to Friday so I shoot every day um and then at the moment, I do kind of editing and admin stuff either in the evenings or at the weekends. Um, straight off, I don't have much of a work-life balance <laughs> right now. And it's definitely something that I'm working on. Uh, it's better than it was. Um, so, yeah. So, at the moment, I have a mix of clients that come to me at the studio or I offer a remote service, which is where people can post their products to me. I can shoot them and then I send them back, which obviously saves them time out from their businesses um and it's also meant that I've got clients kind of all over the world now which is a bit crazy um so yeah I tend to be in the studio like I say Monday to Friday shooting and then kind of turning images around within the week and sending them out to clients so because my second question was going to be are you a typical nine to five kind of business or are you like a I just work whenever so are you on Monday to Friday do you have pretty weekend boundaries or are you like a weekend worker as well um it tends to vary so I've just moved out of my studio, which people will kind of see, I guess, online. But um, the studio I was in, I had to work around their opening times. So I was doing 10 till 5 at the studio every day. Um, and then obviously there was travel either side. So that kind of did kind of force me to work set hours. Um, and then I didn't really work at weekends in terms of shooting, but it might be that I do like editing and stuff then. Um, I tried to take weekends off um it just kind of it depends on the workload at the time and like what people's deadlines are like and I'm quite flexible in terms of having to work in the evenings and things so it sounds like you have a pretty organized routine like you're a routine person yeah definitely it definitely helps to have that kind of set times I'm about to go into a studio where that I'm not kind of set around their opening times and it's kind of a bit daunting because it's like okay well when do I say that I work and when I don't work so I think I'm actually going to stick with the hours I was already doing because it kind of it helps kind of set those boundaries a little bit for me and for my clients um because if not you just end up working kind of all hours and it gets a bit a bit much yeah as a photographer do you love shooting every day or do you find that you get you can get burnt out even with the camera uh yeah definitely I mean I love it it's that kind of, it's an awkward thing of between going like I'm really really lucky to have the job that I have and I love it but also if you're doing the same thing all day every day it can you can get burnt out with it so I try to mix it up obviously I'm not shooting exactly the same product every day so it's always quite fresh but I do try and make sure that I'm it's not kind of constant because I think you need that time out to kind of just refresh and kind of go okay what am I going to do and what can I do to make this product look really different and really ace and yeah I think you need that time I find when I'm just kind of constantly shooting, it can become a little bit uh, like a conveyor belt of just kind of like doing the same thing. And I don't ever want to do that. I want to make sure it's always fresh. Yeah, that's kind of when it starts to feel like a day job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you kind of get that panic. It's like, okay, this is not what I'm doing it for. I'm doing it because I want to run my own business and make it work for me. So (laughs) (laughs) So in your business with all these these clients you stay on top of and all the things you're staying on top of, do you have any kind of like 
tools or techniques that you like whether it's like an app or a paper like a diary like it's things that you have to use every single week to stay organized on top of everything yeah I'm really basic because I, I always see other people using these fancy apps and I'm like mm. so I use my iCal on my Mac that's linked up to my phone in terms of so I've got kind of all the different calendars on there in terms of I've got like a studio calendar I've got an editing calendar I've got like one that I share with my boyfriend so we know what days he's got off so if we need you know we're going to go and do something sociable. We know when that's happening. Um, and then I use the Reminders app, which is the one you just get free with your phone for making lists. That's perfect. Well, it's just really easy and you can take it off. So that's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, when you just get stuck in your ways of doing something and that works, like changing to any other kind of like checklist app freaks me out because I'm like, what if it's not the same? So I just stay with it. <laughs> no, it's like it's like you said like some people use these really fancy tools yeah. and apps and if it works for them great but yeah yeah for me like I found like I used to be really digital right. and then I was like I love just pen and paper now like yeah. it it gets me off the computer there is that yeah I'm a bit of a sucker for just kind of having it all organized in one place but then it's that thing of like it can go wrong and <laughs> things don't schedule properly and that's why it's worrying on a day-to-day basis do you know at all times like do you plan out your shoots each day or do you kind of go into the office and you're like oh to the studio and you're like oh I'm gonna shoot this one today or is it completely planned out as the weeks go um I guess a bit of a mix so I tend at the moment I get booked up like three to four months in advance so I kind of always know roughly what's coming um but because of the remote sheets I tend to book them within a week and then the day might change and I might swap something around. It might be that a certain prop that I want hasn't arrived or whatever and I have to kind of move that around. So some of it is kind of arriving at the studio and go, okay, what's going to work for today? Like, do I need to find something for this shoot or does this not work today? Or I might just not be feeling it. I think that's another thing. Sometimes I'll go to shoot something and it's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not doing the best I can. Let's stop and do something else and kind of switch it up a bit the only days when it's kind of definitely set is when I've got a client in because they book a certain day and also they're there ready um but yeah the rest of the time it is kind of I can kind of pick and choose a little bit so it seems like even though it's structured you're still giving yourself freedom yeah definitely because I think sometimes if you try and force it you don't do your best work and then you feel awful afterwards it's like oh I didn't do the best I could do today whereas if you kind of just admit and kind of go I'm not really feeling this let's take a step back and think about what we could do differently I think that's a healthy thing to do yeah the most the most (laughs) healthy thing and now I'm going to ask the most internet question I could possibly ask you (laughs) which is what is your morning routine like do you have a morning routine or yeah what's your morning routine I'm really boring I really don't I probably do have a morning routine but it's not very exciting (laughs) (laughs) so it again it varies I feel like I'm saying this a lot so because of my boyfriend's job he works shifts so every week is different in terms of what hours he's working. So it tends to vary a little bit around that. So sometimes he'll work a breakfast shift. So it means he's up at like 4am and I don't get up at 4am, obviously. But I wake up roughly then. Um, so it kind of varies, but mainly the morning consists of getting up, making a cup of tea is the first thing, sorting the dog out. And then kind of just getting like, I do, I am bad for checking my emails on my phone and social media, but it's just it's one of those habits I guess um just to kind of get an idea of what's going on what I've got that day have I got any kind of urgent emails that sort of thing and then uh when I was going to go into my old studio because I had to travel it was just then a part of kind of getting ready and making that journey so it's like 
about a 40 minute journey for me before um so yeah it's not very exciting I don't kind of meditate or do anything like in- <laughs> like that I'm really sorry <laughs> no I I feel so my boyfriend is so he's a part-time freelancer and then he also has like a part-time day job okay. in the week just to stabilize his income yeah. and he also has to get up at 4am sometimes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I thought I was the only human I've sometimes like I get real I love him to bits but sometimes I get really grumpy <laughs> because I'm like I'm a freelancer and I can get up whatever time I want but you're waking me up at 4am yeah and then the cats get up and then I'm up for the day but sometimes I'm working till like seven yeah yeah <laughs> and I get so gr- and so it's I'm relieved to know I'm not the only person yeah oh no definitely not like <laughs> and last week we we had three days where we both did the same hours because I was having to move out the studio and I, was, I wasn't kind of doing work with clients in I was just kind of packing up the studio and doing bits and pieces like that so I was like, do you know what? I'm going to come into work at the same time. We'll start at 5am and then I can finish at lunchtime and come back and do some editing at home. And it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like I got a lot done, but it's just it's too early. Yeah, <laughs> that leads on well to my next question, okay. actually. So how do you structure your days? Like I, so many creatives, especially when they first start the business. So I imagine six years in, you don't struggle with this, mm-hmm. but they don't have lunch. They don't take breaks. Yeah. <laughs> they just kind of sit down and it gets in the day and their back sore. Yeah. And they've forgotten to even have a drink. So do you kind of take breaks, lunch? Like what does that look like for you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, tea breaks are one of the most important things in my day. So, I mean... It depends on the day. If I've got a lot to get through, then sometimes I do skip lunch or I forget to have a cup of tea. But I do try and stop and have those kind of couple of breaks. Um, if I'm in the studio, that's quite regular. The person I used to work with also drank a lot of tea. So there was a lot of tea breaks, which was great. Um, so, yeah, like a couple a morning, like just as I'm kind of getting started, like unpacking, I make a cup of tea. Um, I'm quite uh, like I'm quite a calm relaxed person like not like super laid back that it's worrying like (laughs) like why are you not getting on with work but I am quite calm um so I kind of just take it in my stride a little bit and just do what works for me um not to say that I don't work really hard that sounds like I don't work very hard and just drink tea all day (laughs) (laughs) no it sounds like over the last six years you've got you found the groove that you don't even need to think about it anymore yeah a little bit I mean like I've, I know that you've spoken about this before, but like when you have that burnout, it makes you really think about, okay, what am I doing? And I need to change this because it's horrible. Like I went through it last year and it was just like, okay, I can't work this much and keep doing so much. It's just not healthy um, and not good for kind of relationships and everything else that goes along with it. Yeah. So I definitely feel like I've fallen into grieve a little bit better this year. And just kind of going, I know better now what, how much I can shoot in a day, like what I can get through, how long my editing takes me. And I kind of know roughly how many cups of tea that is also needed to fuel that. So. <laughs> I, think, I think sooner or later it becomes intuitive. Like we yeah. don't have to put this reminder in our calendar to take a break at 2pm. Yeah. It's, it's more just, I, what I try and do in my work day is when, I, when something's not feeling right, so if I'm my back, so mm-hmm. I just ask myself, what do I need right now in this moment? And then listen to the answer, whether it's a walk outside or a 10 minute break or an hour break, and then give it to myself because I know that it supports the bigger picture of what I'm doing. Exactly. You know that that's going to make a difference to the work you're creating and that's that's fine. It's not like you're just kind of going, oh, I'm just going to browse the internet for a few hours because that will help. It's just, <laughs> you know, learning when you need to take a bit of a break and that's a good thing. 
Yeah, listening to you. It sounds like you've got, like, even though it sounds like you do a lot of work, it sounds like you've got it. You're in a healthy place. And <laughs> my next question, you've kind of already answered, which is cool. So my next question is kind of what's your workspace like? So your studio, desk, coffee shop, sofa. But I'm curious, how far into your business did it take you to move into a studio? Okay, so I'm trying to figure that out. Probably about four years. Oh, wow. So you were working from home before Yeah. Then? So obviously when I was doing the fashion and portrait stuff to begin with, that tended to be shoots on location anyway because I didn't need a studio space. And if I did need a studio, you, I would just hire one or the client would hire one. Um, and then when I started doing more product stuff, I started doing it at home or I'd go to client studio spaces and do it there. Um, I was just really nervous about getting a studio space because of the added cost. And it, was, it felt like a really big leap. Um, and at the time, a friend of mine who I went to uni with he had had a studio for a few years and then moved out of one and had a bit of time without one. And we've both been talking about like, we'd both like a studio and maybe we should share one to kind of, to share that cost. Um, and one came up and it was like crazy cheap. But even that I was like, oh, it's every month. Like I've got to make sure that I'm doing enough work to like cover this. So we did that. We, we shared a studio for like six months. Um, and in that six months, my workload kind of like doubled and I was like, okay, you know, clients obviously react really well to this and having a studio is definitely worthwhile. And then I moved on to have a space of my own, um, which was like in the city centre. So the one before was kind of like out in the sticks. Um, so yeah, then I moved into the one that I literally just moved out and I've been in there for a year and a half. Um, and now I can't imagine not having a studio space because I just don't know where I'd put all my stuff to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like taking the leap, like yeah. like two percent before you were ready to do so. Yeah, like then made your business respond in a positive way. Completely, and I I think like part of it was probably I was pushing it more because like oh I need to make this work, but also I don't know having that kind of outlook to clients of like I have a studio space. It kind of makes it feel a bit more legitimate. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't know if like, it put a bit more confidence in them. Um, and maybe confidence in me because I'd be kind of like I've got a space like I'm not just working at home anymore um but kind of saying that so I've just had to move out of my studio and I'm moving into a temporary space over summer but am I actually my long-term plan is to set up at home again which kind of sounds like I'm taking a step back but I'm kind of ready to have a studio space that really works for me and works for kind of my remote clients because most of my work is people posting me stuff um so yeah, my routine's probably going to change quite a bit again within like the next year. <laughs> That's interesting. Like, do you, is it? Do you feel like once it's at home, you can have a bit more of a routine that you're fully in control of and yeah. have the space that you want? It yeah, to be? have the space. So because a lot of the stuff I shoot needs to be kind of lifestyle settings. Sometimes I will need like a living room or a kitchen, and that's what I don't have at the moment. And the studio space I've got is basically just a room. Um, so kind of the idea of having it at home means I can have more of those setups, but closer to hand without having to hire spaces. Um, and just, yeah, to have that freedom to make my schedule work for me a little bit more, um, is kind of the plan. Also, I'm really curious. Mm. Do you take your dog to work to the studio <laughs> in the day? Everyone asks this. So I know I don't. I, the studio I was in, the woman I was, so it used to be above a shop, um, which, um, sold like British made kind of design 
uh, like gifts and home stuff. Amazing. It was a beautiful shop uh, and worked really well, obviously, with my business. Um, but the woman who owned it was allergic to dogs. <laughs> so I couldn't take him in. But so all my clients would come in and be like, is Remy here? I'm like, no, I'm really sorry. <laughs> so that's another plus point is having him around every day, which would be really nice to kind of be working at home, but also be able to spend time with him because he's pretty great. So <laughs> <laughs> I now have a really boring question, but this question inspired my new focus for this season how do you manage your inbox? Like the reason I'm asking this to every guest this season is because I think everyone says that their inbox is like the bane of their business. And I don't feel like that anymore because I found a routine that works for me. <laughs> and I just, so I want, I'm so curious about how other people a manage their inbox, like actual structure it. And then yeah, just how you stop it. If you can, if you found a way to stop it from being the worst part of your day. Okay. Um, that's a good one. So it probably is, bit of a pain <laughs> um and it's probably a little bit out of control at the moment but I used to get really really hung up on it like if my inbox wasn't at zero I'd be really really stressy and I'd be like oh this isn't working and then I think it was an article you shared actually I feel really bad I can't remember the blog that it was from but it was an article that said um that when you die you won't care about your inbox Oh, Alexandra Franzen, yes. I'll put it in the show notes. It's fantastic. I love her. So I have that open on my phone in my like internet tabs all the time. Just so I can just see it as like, a little reminder. I'm like, yeah, actually, this is true. Like it can wait. Like it is important because obviously that's how clients contact me and book me and all that kind of stuff. But it also doesn't need to be checked kind of 24-7. Um, and also it isn't important if I haven't got everything on like open emails. It's absolutely fine that there's some that are unread. Um, so I have an auto respond to all of my emails just to kind of let clients know that I'm not there all the time. Um, because I didn't have that before and I did used to get into the habit of like emailing at night or like emailing at weekends. And then I think you open this up to like clients feel like they can email you all the time. And although I want my clients to feel like they can contact me and be, and it's really friendly, I also don't want to answer my emails all the time. Um, so yeah, I kind of brought that in so that there is that little bit of restriction in terms of, I have got your email, but it might take me a couple of days to reply because I am doing other things. Um, and so, yeah, I just try and make sure I'm on top of it. Like I check it a couple of times a day and like limit, like maybe give myself like half an hour to answer some emails. And if I don't answer everything, then I'll come back to it later. Good for you. Yeah. It's definitely better than it used to be, but it kind of works. I'm just trying to like say, just not worry about it as much. Yeah, it's true. Like when we die, we won't care about email. Exactly, exactly. That, that <laughs> blog was like the best thing I've ever read. So, <laughs> whereas I think we're conditioned to think to, to for two things to 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 try and reach that that a full inbox means that we're important people. Yes. And then also inbox zero is like the height of productivity. Yeah, like you're so in control like of your business, and it's great. And it's like it's not. It doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't. There'll always be more emails. The times that I've got, like, where I've cleared my inbox, within seconds I have another email. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> and your most important work is your photography work. And I think it's not letting, the not letting emails become bigger than it actually needs to be. Yeah, definitely. And, like, people understand, like, at the moment with my studio and even things, there's, there is a bit more of a delay. And before I'd be a bit like, oh, no, I'm really letting people down and people are going to get really angry with me and I'm not kind of offering the best service. But actually... And, you know, a lot of my clients have just had to kind of go, look, this is happening at the moment. I have got your email and it is really important, but I'm also like packing up boxes and doing all these things. And people understand like everyone else is going through similar things. So it's fine. Yeah. 
Definitely. So my next question is a little bit more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, are you a, do you have side projects? Do you have passion projects? Do you do anything in, in your creative life that isn't tied fully to your business? Or are you the kind of person who loves to fully focus on the business? Um, yeah. I know when, when you sent me the questions, I was like a brief, like, look over, I read this one, I'm like, I'm really not that interesting. <laughs> like, I really don't have side projects. Um, I guess every now and again, like I try and do fun sheets that aren't for clients. Which I know sounds dark because it sounds like it's just my job, but it's kind of that kind of freedom to like working with the team again, which I don't do a lot of now. But because I used to do all the fashion work, I've got contacts that are well friends now that are like models and makeup artists. So every now and again, do you try and do something a bit fun with those kind of people that's kind of just for us. Um, but I don't have a lot in terms of like side projects, which sounds really boring. Um, but I just don't. I kind of like if I'm not working, then. I'm at home or I'm walking the dog or kind of like really into like films and music and things. It's just that kind of general. I'm not, I haven't got like fun side projects happening behind the scenes, unfortunately. <laughs> no, this leads me on perfectly because I some, I think side projects sometimes are an escape from the business or they fulfill a different like creative side of you and not everyone needs that. But my next question is like, what do you love to do when you're not working? Like what, what does downtime look like for you? Um, Rewashing the US office, which is what's interesting at the moment <laughs> for the second time. In fact, I'm drinking tea out of a Dunder Mifflin mug, so you know that's that sums me up, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I just kind of you know it's spending time at home, spending time with the dog, um, just like being quite relaxed, really, and not you know my my work is quite busy and means I'm on my feet all day and I'm having to manage lots of things. So I quite enjoy like downtime, um, even if it's like going around to see friends it'll just be going around to like hang at their house or going for food like I'm yeah not like crazy interesting like I feel like I should be going like I go skydiving at the weekend or I just really <laughs> no, don't <laughs> no you sound just like me like my ideal night is like watching tv with Alex or like seeing friends in like a quiet environment <laughs> yeah yeah somewhere not public somewhere just like <laughs> nice and calm and quite yeah and just eating a lot of food so yeah yeah (laughs) and another thing that I think a lot of creatives struggle with is not just like downtime but actually like taking time off throughout the year like a normal person with a normal job would so what's your approach to like actually taking like holiday time and how do you like to spend like big chunks of time off like do you like to travel or do you like to just read for a week like what how do you do that um so I'm not like I said earlier like my work-life balance probably isn't ideal um I always take some time off for my birthday because if you can't do that then that's you know when else can Mm -hmm. you allow yourself that time off um and we yeah I'm not we don't take loads of time off to be fair um it kind of because of what my boyfriend does in terms of like what time he can take off it's kind of getting that balance um but for holidays and stuff I mean we try and do little bits like we do really like traveling um we have a really bad habit though of like finding somewhere we really like and going again the next year so like <laughs> Paris is like a really big like love of mine and um we went and then the next year we're like should we just go back to Paris and go back to the same place we went to last time yeah that sounds great <laughs> um yeah so we try and like book like little breaks um we used to spend quite a lot of time we used to have family in London so we used to knit down there quite often because we could kind of do that over a weekend quite into kind of just going to places and exploring it and just seeing what you find normally based around like a cafe or a restaurant that we've heard about and we're like okay we'll go there and we'll just find what's near it um so yeah I kind of I'm getting a bit better I find I do find it quite hard taking time off 
I find that I feel quite guilty. Um, but I'm getting better at it. <laughs> you're so funny when you like you you reminding me of me right now like you're, you're sharing what you find fun and then you're like kind of apologizing for it because yeah. it doesn't sound cool and that's like the things that you find fun is what we find okay, fun that's like right. by the time this already goes the by the time this goes live I'll have already been but we're going to New York next week yeah. and literally we've just got a map of all the coffee shops we want to go to and we're planning our days and we're going to Paris actually in a few months and we've literally just planning it around coffee shops that we went so when I was like a kid okay and Alex is like went to Disneyland when he was a kid, so we've never been together. And we've been, you'll have to tell me all your yeah, yeah. I'll send you some links, definitely. <laughs> we went to Berlin last year, and I remember you yeah. went to Berlin like maybe a yes. month before we did. And I remember seeing all your pictures, and it got me really excited. <laughs> it's oh, it's amazing. I loved it again. Like Berlin was one this year. We're not going to go away on holiday this year, but we were talking about it. We're like, should we just go back to Berlin? Cause it was really good. <laughs> get into that routine like I, mean, I quite like that I quite like going somewhere and you kind of feel at home it's uh, it probably sounds really lame no I'm the same like <laughs> I do like I do like like you know you still go and find a few new places but it's quite nice that like, there's a place in Paris we went to for burgers the first time and um we went back in the second time we're like oh it's our local like <laughs> you end up being like you know somewhere <laughs> yeah, no it's no I I completely really I'm the kind of person when we go away who's like back in the hotel by 8 p.m yeah watching our favorite tv show because I just need like my home away from home completely <laughs> so my next question is where do you find the most joy in your business and your creative life in general what brings you the most happiness that's a really good question um I really love because I work with like small businesses so mostly like one-man bands type thing Mm. I really love seeing like them achieve things within their business and like not that I feel like I play a huge part but obviously like when they come to me for photos like I've had a few clients where it's been like their first shoot and it's quite early on and maybe they're doing it as like a side thing to their main job and then I've got one client in particular that did that and then a year later she came for a shoot and she was like, I've quit my job, I've got my own studio. And I was just like, that's, I love seeing that. Like, I love seeing other people do what they love doing and kind of making it happen, which didn't mean to just drop in the name of the podcast. <laughs> that was a good timing though. Um, yeah, I do really love that. I love like seeing them achieve things. And if my photos like help play a little part in that, that's really lovely. Um, like getting people, like I've had a few people who've been like featured on like not on the high street and things like that using the pictures that they've had from the shoot and that's really nice like it makes a difference and that's you know they're making that investment in me so it's nice to see that it pays off that's awesome like that's 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 I love that it's like you can find joy even things that don't benefit you (laughs) they they come back to me for more shoots afterwards so it's fine it's very true (laughs) (laughs) and then on the opposite how about stress like what triggers stress for you in your business and how do you manage it um I guess feeling overwhelmed, like, because I, because at the moment I am shooting a lot, like, the last, last year, I kind of said, like, I was going to say yes to everything, I'm going to do it all, and then I'll figure it out later, and just kind of do as much as I can, and get my name out there, and kind of build it up, and then this year is a bit more like, okay, I need to, like, rein it in a little bit, because I can't do it all, um, so kind of the stress kind of comes from, I guess, when I've got a lot on my plate in terms of a lot of work that needs to be done, a lot of shoots that are happening, um but I kind of thrive on that as well like it's nice when the business is really busy and mine kind of doesn't have like downtime like I've got a lot of friends who are wedding photographers and they'll be like it's busy throughout the year but then they'll have like obviously summer's kind of crazy 
and they'll talk to me and they're like, oh, when's your busy period? It's like, it's just all the time. I don't know what you, what you mean. <laughs> it's always busy. Because <laughs> uh, there's always people getting ready for like Christmas events, like in July and new product launches. Like it's always happening. Um, so I guess, yeah, it's just when I feel like I've got a lot going on and I'm kind of managing a lot of people. But yeah, I just kind of try and take a breath and just get through it and kind of set myself like smaller tasks because it can kind of feel like there's like a huge long list of all these things I need to be doing and I think it's then just prioritizing what really matters and what can wait till later I, I am always envious my brother and his girlfriend run a wedding photography business right. and I work with quite a lot of wedding photographers yeah and I'm so envious because I mean I don't know how they survived the summer but then like the <laughs> downtime like January it's just like yeah I'm just gonna spend four weeks chilling <laughs> <laughs> yeah really <not> <laughs> but it sounds like you manage stress in the most proactive way possible just like still moving forward instead of letting it make you like stand still yeah I think I mean like you Pete my boyfriend will probably say differently because <laughs> you know you know you have that private time at home and you probably you know there is moments where you kind of like I can't do this and you kind of have that overwhelm of like I'm kind of I'm in way too deep now what do I do but there's you can always find a way around it and like I don't know, like, my clients are all really lovely. So if I ever have, like, been a little bit late on, like, turning things around or whatever, like, they're really understanding because they're in the same boat. And I think that's what helps, is that we all know what everyone else is kind of going through at the same time. Um, so, yeah, I just try and not let it get too much. Just because as soon as I let that kind of stress build, like, I can see what effect it has on everything else in terms of, like, my health and, like, how tired I am and, like, how I react to pee and you know it just it's not worth it like try and rein that in a little bit yeah I can really relate whenever I have moments where I'm like I can't do this I this is so sad like I I like have a strong word with myself and I'm like Jen you're a grown-up you got rent to pay (laughs) you you're not a child anymore like shut up your engine get to work and this is it (laughs) I think when you're your own boss like it totally changed like I know I don't people who work for other people, you know, they work as hard and I'm sure it's as stressful. But I think when you work for yourself and your own boss, you have to have that kind of pep talk because you are in control and it is only, it's down to you. Like if you don't get on with it, then it's not going to go very well. So I think you have to just kind of, yeah, give yourself like a strong talking to and get on with it. (laughs) Yeah, because there's a difference between like, especially when we're overwhelmed because we've taken too much work on, that's our own fault Mm. at that point. Exactly. (laughs) And and so, yeah, it's just, it's sometimes, there's times when you're, when we just have to take a step back and have a break, but there's other times when it's like, I'm stressed, but I also, I don't have an excuse not to get the work done today. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So how about, how do you stay motivated on like just the average day like when you wake up in the morning Mm -hmm. and you're just like I gotta get out of bed gotta take the dog for a walk gotta go to work what motivates you at the very heart of your business and your life I guess just that I'm doing what I want to be doing in terms of like I'm running my own business because so when I was at uni I worked I had other jobs and when I graduated I had like three months where I was working three jobs at once yeah that was really fun um (laughs) they were all like sort of creative but none of them were photography based and at that time it was hard to get motivated to go and work for someone else which sounds horrendous but it just was because it wasn't what I wanted to be doing it wasn't photography based so then when I did take the tape and was doing my own business I, I, I just I guess I feel very lucky that I get to do this every day and that the business is going really well and I know an element of that is just working hard and not just luck but it kind of 
I think that's what kind of motivates me is like getting to do what I really love and I get to have like a really great dog and <laughs> I get to buy like really like nice props for work like I get to do like I get to shop at Ikea and call it work <laughs> do you know I just I don't know it's like that that freedom that I'm doing what I love is what motivates me because if I don't get up and do it then that's it's not going to wait for me it's not going to hang around so yeah I think that's the I can really relate to that it's even on like the worst of days when you're like oh my god all these emails and all these clients you're like but wait a minute I can wear what I want I can do what I want no one's taking out like I don't have a boss who has their own personal problems and they're being passive aggressive to me (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) well I have three questions that I ask everyone who comes on the show the first one is new for this season and okay okay, so this season is obviously all about encouraging creatives to run their business and live their life on their own terms Mm -hmm. so in your journey so far has there been a time that you've had to give yourself permission to go against the grain or do things a little differently to maybe what would be expected from you or maybe even like an industry norm yeah um I guess sort of in terms of when I decided to specialize in doing just product photography because at uni so I did commercial photography at uni and you were kind of encouraged to do a bit of everything because that's what photographers do and there wasn't that kind of encouragement to kind of really specialize so obviously when I first graduated that's why I kind of did a bit of everything so I mainly wanted to do fashion and portrait work but I did do weddings and I did do like corporate headshots and things like that which I really did not enjoy um and then it was when I made the decision that I could just do product photography and just do what I really loved doing and turn down the work that wasn't right for me that's when it kind of like really changed and that, that's when my business really took off and I don't know if that's because maybe I was more passionate about it so I was more happy and willing to push it but also because I knew exactly who my clients were before it was just anybody who wanted to pay me for photography work whereas now it's I know exactly who my clients are and where they are and where to find them yeah you got focused yeah yeah um and I know that you know, there are photographers out there that do that I kind of guess for me, like kind of my introduction to the industry was like, oh, you just do a bit of everything and you probably won't like be successful in photography, but you can just do this to make some money. And I was like, I really want to do it and be, I want to run a successful business, but I want to enjoy it. Cause then what's the, if I don't enjoy it, what's the point? Like I might as well work for someone else. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And so what was your big, anyone listening right now, I guess, especially photographers or Mm -hmm. maybe people who, yeah, let's say photographers or just any kind of creative who is working hard right now to make things happen in their own life. What would be your biggest advice to them that you've learned from your own journey? Um, I'm really bad at like giving advice. That's something really cheesy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I mean, I guess just the working hard, like, I get a lot of people email me or like on Twitter ask me like where do you find your clients and how do you make it work and I give them an honest answer which is I work really hard and I still work really hard and it's not like just because my business is not busy that I'm just kind of putting my feet up and letting it happen like I still work hard every day and people are like oh I really wanted an easier answer than that <laughs> like if you're not willing to like work for it it's not going to happen so there are times where it feels like it's not gonna work and I definitely had those moments like I've definitely had those conversations with Pete where I'm like I think I need to just like apply for a job or like do something different because this isn't gonna pay off but I just kept pushing myself to keep going and then it luckily it did pay off which I know is kind of not like it isn't an easy answer because it just means working really hard (laughs) but I just yeah that that's what happened with me and that's kind of how I'm continuing to build my business is just putting the work in yeah the secret to everything is hard work 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I have learned from my own journey and especially my clients is there's a difference between hard work mm. and being in pain while doing the work. Yes. Like you can work hard without falling over at the end of the day because you're that tired. I don't know if you've yeah. learned, like, I feel like that people are so scared of hard work, whereas hard work doesn't mean 12-hour days. No, exactly. And like, it doesn't feel like hard work when it's your own business. Like, especially when... I think when it does kind of switch and it becomes that thing where it the business is kind of taking care of itself a little bit because you have put that legwork in, it kind of it's you know I am working every day, but it, I'm not kind of I'm not resenting it at the end of the day. I'm not like oh it's been really tough today because I've get to do something that I really love doing. So it's it is fun and I do really enjoy it. This is why people must hate like creative business owners because yeah I know we're like oh it was you know I've worked hard but it's okay because I love what I do and they're probably just like oh shut up (laughs) I can't believe you're saying this (laughs) but it's the it's the bottom line truth it's yeah I wouldn't give up all the stress and anxiety and like overwhelming sense of responsibility especially as a client especially when you have clients and it's just it's their businesses too it's not just your own now um I wouldn't give it up for the world because I'm sitting here in sweatpants because I'm I'm that kind of I'm that kind of business owner (laughs) And, and and I'm just happy every day even when I'm stressed I'm still happy yeah definitely I think that's it I think a lot of people don't you know because you don't share that stuff on like Instagram and Twitter about like like you said like the kind of anxiety of like, can I pay the bills this month? Or, you know, if this doesn't happen, like you've got a constant battle that's like, it could all go wrong. I mean, you know, touch wood, it's not going to because you work hard and you kind of keep it going. But there is always that kind of like little doubt in the back of your head, I think, when you run your own business of like, well, this could all change and all go wrong, but it's, it is worth like, I'm, because I'm getting to do what I want to do now. Yeah, exactly. And you just trust so I yeah. I found that every good like every month where I've kept it together, yeah, I build more confidence in my ability to keep doing that. Yeah, it's like every every time you don't mess up, <laughs> and every time you're able to pay bills, it just yeah. it grows and it grows, and then you just get to a point where you learn to navigate it just easier as it goes on. I think it time makes it better. I think always definitely like with all aspects of it like in terms of figuring out like your pricing and you know because when you start out you don't really make very much because you don't know what you're charging and you don't want to charge over the top because people won't pay because they don't know who you are sort of thing and I think it's just little things like that you just find your way and you find what works for you and that's like the joy of running your own business because you can totally tailor it to your lifestyle and what your needs and kind of wants are exactly I love that. So my last question mm-hmm. to everyone who comes in the show is what are you hoping to make happen in this season? Whether it's like a big tangible thing or mm-hmm. a more personal thing like that work-life balance everyone's going on about. <laughs> and how can everyone listening who's like, I love this girl, where can I find her? Where can they find you online? And how can they keep up with you best? Okay, I'll start with the easier one, which is where you can find me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on twitter and on instagram my username is holly photo booze which people don't always get straight away but you know it's just a little play on words um and then on facebook it's holly booze photography but uh, i don't know about facebook um <laughs> i'm on there if people want to find me but it's not my instagram's best because there's pictures of remy on it so and it's beautiful your instagram is fantastic um, thank you that's one of the things i like put more work into my instagram about a year and a bit ago um and it's paid off which is good because that's it kind of makes up for the fact that I completely obsess over it because it works for me so <laughs> um and then my website is just hollybooth.com nice and simple um in terms of like 
what I want to make happen. I guess partly what we touched on earlier in terms of the studio and like adjusting my schedule to work to me a little bit more is like my main aim at the moment is just to kind of get that on track and just to kind of, I know they have the whole like work-life balance, but definitely trying to get that in, in check a little bit. Um, and just there's lots of little like niggly bits behind the scenes in terms of my business and how it runs. That I want to like get a bit more streamlined. I think that's always the case. You're always wanting to like go, Oh, this should work better. And this could be easier. Um, yeah, my main one is probably just kind of getting it, like having a studio at home and getting a bit better schedule would be nice. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Thank you so much for coming on today, Holly. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for asking me. And there we have it, the second full episode of season three of the Make It Happen podcast. If you head on over to makeithappenpodcast.com, you can find show notes and links to where you can find Holly online and check back on Monday for a new episode and Thursday for a new full episode. Until next time, I really hope that you have an awesome day ahead.